0: Next stop, Capitol Hill Station. Hi there, up. Can I get a, a deluxe fry, a medium Coke, and two ketchups, please? Wait. Deluxe fry, medium Coke, two Ketchup Crossing Broadway. Box sign is on. Crossing Broadway. Welcome back to Struggle to Connect podcast. I took about a month off. I got into, got into a bonk. Got a little overwhelmed because I collected a lot of interviews, and uh, sometimes when I have too much material, I can't sift through it. My brain gets all clouded. Um, Not that you need me to explain why I haven't released podcasts, but I'm just that kind of person. Today, I talked to my friend Mitch Hale. We're very close, as you'll find out as we talk to each other. We cover some topics. Some of it, I had a hard time wanting to include it in this because it's personal but then I remembered all the people that helped me by talking about those topics so I decided to you know it makes me feel vulnerable but that's okay and also not talking about a lot of these things only contributed to some shame and the shame contributed to um, bad things so This conversation is the first of two parts and I decided to make them separate because we talked over the span of two days and the conversation changed to different topics. So in this first installment, we talk a lot about depression, suicide, and alcoholism, which sounds really depressing. And those are, you know, unfun topics, but hopefully there's enough laughs in there And then on the next half of our conversation, we go into owning a business class issues and Yelp. (laughs) Yelp. Also, there is some wind distortion in one of my microphones, but I get it under control at about the three minute mark. So don't worry, you won't be listening to wind in a microphone for very long. So here's our conversation from Cal Anderson Park. On a very uncomfortable bench.
1: Hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mitch and I used to work at Vivace together, yes. and um, I met you in 1989.
1: Was it Just, 89? Yeah. Okay. FYI. Yeah.
0: If you uh, want to know exactly how long ago it was. That
1: was a long time ago. I don't.
0: I can't even count how many years that ago. Yeah. That's 26, 27 years ago. And
1: you were then 22 or something. Yeah.
0: Yes. History.
1: Yeah. yeah. History. History. I trained you. You didn't train me. I did. You, did. I was, you, you
0: trained me, and then um, we'd work shifts together, and we both had the same paranoia.
1: Yeah, exactly. Here's one thing I remember about you. You were extremely shy
0: <laughs> at first. Nobody would believe that
1: now. No, because after you opened up, like, where? who was that person?
0: <laughs> I was shy at first. Really? I was scared. Like, you
1: wouldn't talk. I couldn't draw you out. Nothing. For wow. a while.
0: Hold yeah. on to that, because nobody else remember that. No, it, so. I know. That's... It's a vague, faded can, thing. Can Amy turn back into that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a podcast about class issues, because mm-hmm. here's what happened to me lately, and I know that you can relate to this in in all kinds of ways. So, had some mental health issues this year. Well, mm-hmm. I've had them for a while, but it really kind of hit critical, you know, and then um, so i haven't been working
2: mm-hmm. and
0: my dad's been paying my rent Oy. yeah i'm going you know very sweet of him but it's like you know it's infantilizing yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: infantilism yes and uh
0: you know sometimes you just have to take the help yeah because you have to have it right and, and then recently i was like i just need some kind of income because i have zero income yeah you know what i mean like right. my rent did paid, you just I get
1: to a point where you just couldn't work
0: i couldn't work okay um yeah i couldn't work at all because um I was in, you know, I was in the booby hatch, as mm-hmm. Todd Eister used to call oh, yeah. it. Ta- my, I think it's my mic.
1: Todd had a way.
0: The booby hatch. <laughs>
1: Cut right to the chase.
0: So I was in, you know, but you've been in the psych ward before. You yeah. Know the, you know the drill.
1: Yeah, it was fun. Paper slippers, the works.
0: <laughs> Gri- gripper socks. Yeah, exactly. They moved from paper slippers to gripper oh, socks. There
1: but, might have been gripper yeah. socks in, too. Yeah. I thought paper slippers sounded funnier. Maybe yeah. that's what
0: <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and then, uh... I'm in this outpatient program that takes a pretty good amount of my time called dialectical behavioral therapy. Wow! To kind of change my neural pathways because it turns out I think negatively. Mm. I know you find that hard to believe. That's
1: absolutely shocking. <laughs>
0: <Is> that me? <laughs> and it's helping, you know. Like I'm, I use a lot mm. of tools that I learn in there to kind of right. like try to see things as they really are, not by how I'm distorting them, mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. But you know, we could. There's a lot in there. There's oh yeah. There's a lot of
1: philosophy. Yeah, because I had
0: a suicide attempt, in, oh, I did which not was know very, this. very, very, yeah, that was what got me into being in lockdown. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's where Amy's lockdown. But yeah. that was very bad because it was like um, the scariest part of that was, you know, I haven't really talked in detail about that right, on my right. podcast, but. Okay. It's like the shadow self took over. So now, I, but then I was afraid of, you know what I mean? It was like, oh, this can happen because you're practicing all the time in mm-hmm. a subroutine of your mind. Yeah. And then something else can take over and then you wake up. Right. Several days later in the hospital and you don't know what happened. And then somebody tells you and you're like, what? No, that You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So that, you know, it's like imagine you know, anybody, if they just woke up in the hospital and somebody told them a series of events that they had no recollection of. Right. And, the, and
1: you did not have right. a recollection? Except oh, okay. for just flashes. Okay.
0: Okay. So, um, but like I said, when you have suicidal ideation, you're practicing all the time. Mm-hmm. So then it's like a sleeper cell. Mm-hmm. So you, kick, yeah. it kicks into gear. Right. So right. I turns out I was ready.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you. So I practiced. was it a severe... Um, did you, were you harmed, physically?
0: Yeah, I mean, I had to recover.
1: Okay. For, yeah. All right. I was. Yeah. Okay.
0: Took a yeah, so um, so anyway, moving forward to 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 recently, I have a friend and she um manages a McMiniman, so I was like, well, I can line cook, so I'll, I'll line cook, make some money. I mean, it's like minimum wage or whatever. But right. It's like, um, I try not to be the kind of person that's classist even with myself like oh it doesn't matter how you make a living right it's like noble to do whatever you're doing because we all have to live we all have to buy food right and clothes and all this stuff but it ended up really bugging me Mm. do you know what I mean like Like,
1: toward your you toward your self-judgment yeah
0: or even like um I guess I wouldn't call them it's like you know so many of my friends work in service yeah and I it's it and I'm a service worker, like a lifetime service worker, really. Yeah. I mean, like, I've had professional jobs, you know, quote-unquote, whatever, right. white-collar professional yeah. jobs. But because serving is still a profession. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but, and then I was just thinking of the class thing because... I guess I don't have enough of a reserve having grown, I didn't grow up with the silver spoon in my mouth, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. wore the thrift store clothes and the kids right. made fun of me or whatever, but it just kind of all comes Didn't your mom back. drive
1: you to school in your house?
0: Yes, she did. Yeah,
1: that's great. So <laughs> nobody gets to do that. Mom, did you, you drop me off at school in the house? In the
0: house. You, know, you live inside of a moving,
1: a moving vehicle. A moving
0: vehicle. Yeah. Then you get dropped off at of school in the vehicle. Yeah. And you just hope the people at school didn't, didn't quite see that. All right. You get one last brush of your hair as you're yeah, taking the you're steps right. down. Yeah. From, yeah. It's like, no, Ma, leave me alone, Mom. Right. I don't want everybody to see. Yeah. <laughs> smells like corned beef and cabbage yes. in here. <laughs> Not your toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um so I was like,
1: cabbage i love you
0: um but well you're in an interesting position now with service because you own four coffee shops right right and, 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 a, and roasting, a
1: roaster. And a roasting production roaster right
0: but then do you ever find that you're in a position where you're a uh, does your ego ever need to explain that you're the owner
1: oh you know what i'm talking about yes okay i mean i'd be lying people see me right i'm 60. Uh-huh. You know, And even though I have the, you know, I look like, you know, I have tattoos or whatever. You're a hipster. I'm an aging hipster. So, But people see me behind the counter. Right. And they go, oh, are you the owner? Okay. Because they can only pray that I'm not <laughs> a barista. <laughs> you have to assume that I'm the owner. That's how it feels to me. And it probably isn't that pathetic. But, yes, I have a judgment. If I was just slinging... Uh, Coffee, I might have a problem with it. I might not, though. I mean, I'm not in that position, and I didn't... When I went back to the coffee business after whatever it was, 10 years, Uh and I hadn't made an espresso beverage, I I felt a huge amount of relief Uh doing it because I really liked doing it. So I just had to surrender to that. Right. That it gives me a state of... uh, Almost bliss, <laughs> to be, believe it or not, when the, when there's a line out the door, and I'm in a rhythm, producing high-level <clears throat> espresso beverages, I feel really good about That's that. That's
0: when I'm at my happiest too. Yeah, just a line just out the door, like just you don't have time to think about anything else. It's no. totally in, in in the moment kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you're
1: totally in some kind of a rhythm, like That's, it's like doing yoga.
0: Um, but as far as the ego thing, like explaining that you're the owner. Yeah. Now, that's also intellectually at odds with what you think about class, I'm assuming. Because you have friends that, of all stripes and Mm -hmm. all income levels, and friends that do service industry jobs.
1: Right. And And I live in Los Angeles, uh where classism is, I mean, anti-classism is like phony. Right. right. Ever, nobody's a classist in LA, and, but they all are, right? Right. So it has this sort of I'm a movie star, but here, hey, do you need a coat cuz I have an extra one. I mean, is that kind of assumption that anybody with less than you needs your shit or whatever? That's kind of LA.
2: Uh-huh.
1: It's it's a celebrity mentality, right? And so I don't I'm fortunate in that I'm not around that.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I'm not inundated with it, right? right. So which is great.
0: What's your friend group there like?
1: You know, honestly, a lot of them are in the program, so Uh I don't often, I'm very close to people in the program, but a lot of times I don't really know what they do. But I I think a lot of them are in the industry and show business, Mm -hmm. you know. But because 12-step programs are so democratic, Uh it's such an equalizer. Sure. That it doesn't... You just never have to deal with... There is no classism in those rooms. You know, you just can't afford to do that.
0: <clears throat> that that's what I like about 12-step meetings. Yeah. Is the... Um, what you said, the equalization. Yeah. It truly is an environment where people strip away all else and they only relate to you as a human being.
1: Yeah. And then right. you can
0: find out after somebody has done a lot of shares... Right. ...later on that they're super successful, blah, blah, blah. But, right. But you never... They never felt the need to say it during their... You know, the right. ego was stripped away while they were in the room.
1: And, you know, it's weird because it's L.A. And <clears throat> there's... It's not uncommon to end up in a meeting with some very famous person. But it's it's phenomenal how once the meeting starts, mm-hmm. you just forget about it. You, I mean, everybody does. You just don't care right, right. away. Uh-huh. It's just because, you know, <laughs> I mean... We're also self-absorbed. I'm just thinking about getting my hand in the air and saying my whatever the hell it is, you know, uh-huh. that I need you, to say. Do you listen
0: very well in the meetings?
1: Yeah. yeah, You I do? do. I okay, do so you make an that.
0: extra effort to kind of yeah. like not just think about what your share is going to be. Yeah, to and if I
1: can't do that, I try to share right away okay. so I can calm down and just focus. Sometimes that's the case where I just have a burning need. But I, I go to a lot of meetings where my needs are completely are met, I would say, by the other people's shares. I just don't have anything to add.
0: Uh Do you go to meetings where you don't share at all?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Plenty. You know, I like to, and I'll tell you the truth, not so much in Alcoholics Anonymous, though. Uh In Al-Anon is my more primary program.
0: Now... I'm curious, because you told me, or we had Facebook message, and you said you had your own Al-Anon group. This is yeah. your, your you started this, No, part,
1: right? no, 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 I no? just, okay. I, I go to meetings that are, actually, there's three or four meetings that are kind of primary for me a week. Uh-huh. Two of them are men's. Okay. Men's stags, whatever you call them. Is, it, is
0: that just because you don't, I understand because I go to women's meetings. Sometimes yeah. you just want to be away from
1: any of that edge. You
0: don't want to have a woman you're attracted to right. or, I'm like, judged by. or
1: Yeah, or just, you know, you can feel um, there's a little bit of stress uh-huh. for me in getting my hand in the air. A mm-hmm. little bit. A mm-hmm. little bit more planning, what How I'm going to say. How big are these say. meetings, by the way, that you go the to? The two men's meetings I go to are probably 25 guys. Okay. And then the, the uh, mixed ones are huge, like 150 people. Uh-huh. It's just weird. One thing about Al-Anon that I didn't get from Alcoholics Anonymous, or I don't get, is a complete lack of judgment or shaming. Where I find AA to be, there's still a lot of shame. You know, it's that whole, like... Work the steps or die and, you yeah. know, sit down, shut up and listen, you fucking loser. That kind mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I got that from my dad and I loved it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tough love doesn't work on me.
1: Uh, no. Yeah. And so 12 years of anxiety uh-huh. and I was like, I've got to make a change because I mean, I'm not going to, I mean, not drink with uh-huh. AA alone, but getting a gun to my head is uh-huh. a strong possibility uh-huh. because it's suicidal ideation.
0: Right. Which you suffer from as well.
1: Lord, it's like, it's always been on the list of solutions. It's like, let's see, should I eat or do yoga or commit suicide or go for a run? I mean, it's just like, it's just in there as a possibility. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I didn't realize that not everybody was like that (laughs) until kind of recently. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's, you know, it's embarrassing sometimes to admit, but it's the truth. I've been that way since I was eight years old. Once Mm -hmm. I knew who my dad, Uh who my higher power really was, Uh which was my dad. I thought, well, I'm fucked. Yeah, mm. you know. And then it was just about getting through, you know. Yeah.
0: There was a while where you well, I've known you so long now that I've seen you when you were in AA, out of AA, drinking, not drinking. Yes um,
1: <laughs> well, I was sober when we met. Yes. We spent a lot of time together uh-huh. when I was in my disease, uh-huh. you know, and uh, yeah.
0: And so it's on. and and there was also a time where you turned away from AA. Oh yeah. Big time
1: big uh, case against the 12 you were,
0: steps. You had a beef.
1: Oh, I had a big <laughs> had big chip <laughs> on my shoulder. Yeah. And I'll tell you, by the time I was living in a car in Los Angeles, uh-huh. singularly suicidal, I thought, well, I'm going to have to go back to AA. I can't remember the case I have against it right now because <laughs> it was kind of this like, let's see, uh, go to AA or die. Mm, yeah. You know, it was still a toss-up yeah. because I hated AA. I and were you it. even
0: drinking at that time? Or were you just I was anti- drinking. Okay. No, were, I okay. was
1: I was drinking. Okay. And I was fucked up, man.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I mean, I was living in that... You know that 92 Red Mitsubishi Mighty yes. Max that yes. I, that I Jen do. and I <laughs> traded? That's where I lived <laughs> for a few months. You know that was not a luxury vehicle, right? Yes, so okay, do I do yeah. remember it very well. <laughs> so, <laughs> the cab... Of a mini truck. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I, and it was, and there were times I get, I'd get, get up in the room and go, God, I wonder if it's the drinking. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny how it, you know, I do think of that term, uh, cunning and baffling. Yeah. That, that actually is very appropriate. Yes. Cause I'm constantly trying to parse out with myself. The difference between drinking, depression, what brings this on, that on, or, Mm. or, and lately I've been with my medication, you know, my psychiatrist had to get everything and lay it out and be like, okay, we're going to go through every medication you've ever taken and try to figure out what's going on, you know? Yeah. And then I'm, some of them I'm like, God, I wish I would have journaled more remembered or, you know, now there's apps where you can like say how you feel and what drug you're on Mm, kind of like. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which is helpful for people like me that it's like, wow, why did I go off that? Yeah, yeah. But in the pattern was a certain... Because I was kind of a late in life. You know, I started drinking late in life. Yeah, you used to
1: give me shit. I used to give you lots of shit. Yeah, it's like, you have to get off the booze. Yeah, because
0: I was always a runner. Mind your own business. (laughs) I went to the gym, and I ran, and I was super healthy, and, you know...
1: Yeah, when we were training for the marathon, you said, you have to stop drinking. I go, that's not going to happen, so... Let's get our shoes on and go for a run. Come Yeah. We go for a run anyway, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: You'd be hungover. But yeah so, yeah, so for me it was like very late. Not wasn't until I owned my own bar. Right. And that was a whole PTSD situation. Yeah. You know, like wow. So um but then like so ever since then it's just been it's like I can't drink anymore at all. Um I'm not saying I'm successful at that. I'm mm-hmm. saying I can't drink anymore at all. Right. I'm saying like I get into a depression and then I will start drinking. If I don't get any lift from it for so long that it's like I'd rather feel good for two hours mm-hmm. even if I feel like I'm going to pay for it for a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that trade?
1: Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. called self-medicating. man. Yeah. I mean, it's an, it has to be done. If you don't have any other options,
0: yeah, you that's just, the option. You have to lift up the you veil every once in a while to oh, feel yeah. good.
1: If it's like, because it, be, it becomes a chase for relief instead of freedom, right? And I say that because, I mean, in the 12 years I've been sober, this time, 10 years of it, I was brutally uncomfortable. No doubt about it. I mean, to the point where really? I was like... But there was... No pink cloud? Not ever. Oh, okay. Maybe 10 minutes here and there. It was just anxiety, mainly, mm-hmm. and me trying to deal with my anxiety. And it was weird because uh, the deal was I drank to the point where there was no relief from alcohol. So it, I never thought, well, I'll drink again. I'd always go, well, no, it doesn't work. I mean, I was having anxiety. It
0: stops working.
1: Oh, it did not work. That's, it was, And, and it was the fri- most frightening thing uh-huh. when the one medication that I relied on right. suddenly didn't work at all. That's when I thought I'm going to have to do myself. Have you ever
0: Darkness Visible by William Styron? No. Okay. He wrote *Sophie's Choice*. Oh, but he, really? But he also he went through this life-threatening depression. And oh, he right. Was al- abusing alcohol, but when he describes alcohol, not wor- it's not a book about alcoholism. It's about his depression, mm. um, and then the alcohol plays like a secondary character. In right. It. But he does describe not getting any relief from it anymore, and that was almost like a he called it a betrayal. Oh. It's a betrayal.
1: Frightening. Betrayal.
0: And, um, and that depression is a wimp of a word. It does not describe, he calls it a storming tempest of the mind.
1: Wow. Yeah, I would say that's more accurate. It is more accurate.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not <laughs> a case of the blues. Right. No, yeah. it's
1: not just uh, the blues or whatever. It's a, a, what it? he calls a
0: brainstorm, which is another thing that he's mad is taken over by a corporate speak. Because brainstorm right. would be more accurate than depression.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Even in uh, some of that literature, in 12-step literature, they say that, Grouch and the brainstorm Are dubious luxuries Or something like that huh. Right We can't indulge in those two things mm-hmm. um, But for me of course now I understand that alcohol was a Medication mm-hmm. That I was trying to medicate symptoms Of a much deeper issue <laughs> and, and that's what I'm dealing with now Which I'm very but why, glad to be doing But
0: why Al-Anon Because I always think of Al-Anon As not necessarily for alcoholics
1: well, I'll tell you The um the people whose um, program I respect the most, the men, I should say, in AA, the Sober Guys, have an Al-Anon program. And I knew that for a long time, but I just didn't think I qualified for it. Mm-hmm. So here's what happened for me. It has nothing to do. It got to the point just like just like when I went back to Alcoholics Anonymous. I was just out of better ideas. Mm-hmm. I was out of ideas. I was mm-hmm. out of games, trick, con Mm-hmm. I, was, I had no place left to mm-hmm. go. So I would say, you know, I may have to spend the rest of my life hating AA,
2: uh-huh.
1: never dating again, never having any fun. And that's still a better alternative to what I'm looking at right now. Right. So that's when I knew it was over. So what happened at 11 years of sobriety is my dad died. And my dad was the guy who held all the marbles, man. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Now, I had a good relationship with my dad in the last... uh, But
0: he's a major figure in your psychology. Oh, huge. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I'd made my amends with him. We had a great relationship at the last five years of his life. And and then he died, and I had some notion that all the rest of my shit, he was going to take it with him. And he did not. Oh, okay. And uh, so I was left holding the bag of tricks. It turned out to be my bag of tricks. Nobody left to blame, right? And uh, and I went into kind of a flatline depression, not as bad as the ones I've had in the past, the really untethered ones, like that brainstorm we were talking about, but this sort of like just having to pull myself out of bed every day and go do the thing. Mm-hmm. So concurrently, I was living with a woman who I'd been off and on with for eight years. It took me a long time. It's taken me the whole year to figure out what was the deal with her, man. Because it, it, I got back together and broke over. There's so many times my friends, I had that. One of my friends like, really, dude? Okay. What the... So
0: you've been... I didn't... Because oh, yeah. we haven't been in touch in a long right. time. But I didn't know oh, you were doing the breakup and get back together thing. Brutal. God, you're so consistent. <laughs> <laughs>
1: crazy, right? So... So... Then I went into this depression, which turned out to be what they call grief. And now I've never lost a parent until that time. And so I didn't know what it was. I didn't even connect it to my dad. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until one of my friends, I was talking about, like, I don't know what's wrong with me, man. Months. I'm just in this, like, I'm just like a robot with nothing going on. and Not in a fun way, Mm -hmm. either. And uh, he goes, I don't know, man, tell me if I'm out of line, but didn't your dad just die?
0: <laughs> You're like, bingo. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, you got a point. <laughs> As Mary Sandstrom says, revealer of the obvious. <laughs> yeah, revealer,
1: exactly right. An epiphany. That's Look exactly what's what Look behind this
0: blanket this <laughs> right. curtain. Yeah, Something yeah. super, yeah.
1: Yeah, super obvious. Yeah. Um, so, but in the meantime, this woman that I was living with, she was not having it. She, was not having the grief thing. It was you get mean- your shit together, pull okay. your head out. It's that kind of stuff. Shame, control, a lot of stuff. So
0: not very sympathetic to you.
1: Let's say, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I what mean
0: hard ass. Oh yeah,
1: like yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you know, I broke up with her finally, and I haven't spoken to her in over a year. And um, and I did a lot of work around it. But what happened is, when we broke up, I again. Mm-hmm. was out of ideas, mm-hmm.
0: out
1: of con, out of tricks, out of game, no place left Isn't to it go. It's
0: amazing how much you can lie to your own self?
1: Yes, that's I the worst thing. I found myself
0: lying to my psychiatrist, not because I was actively lying, but I was like, hadn't admitted certain things to myself. Right. And I was like, oh, oh, I see when I do this, I end up drinking. And when I do this, I end up, but I didn't want them to, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it yeah. was amazing. I was like, oh.
1: Right, and self-honesty. Yeah, that's the hardest one, and it's yeah. the most critical one. Mm-hmm. It's the most essential thing. So, again, I'm like, I don't know what to do, and uh, my AA sponsor, he goes, Hey, let's let's start an Al-Anon program. Mm-hmm. I go, Okay. Now, I haven't seen him in an Al-Anon meeting, but maybe three times. So I think he meant you start an Al-Anon program, but I went. And I didn't have any high opinion of it, but I had no better ideas. I just and I went, and uh, and I still was like, I don't know if I qualify. I mean, I don't have an active alcoholic in my life that's bothering me, but I have myself, okay. and and I have relationship patterns mm-hmm. with people that are difficult, and. uh
0: did your parents drink? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, but, uh, you know, I, like my mother, she went through a period where she drank a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, it's ridiculous. I mean, she doesn't.
0: So she it's has not other alcoholics in your life that are the problem, but in a way you're separating yourself out as a separate person and going, that person which yeah. the alcoholic is my problem, in yeah. a way?
1: And I also think my parents were untreated Al-Anon, okay. my father's. Okay. father drank himself to death. And
2: oh. Right. Okay.
1: Now, my dad, a- at the end of his life, I mean, if if he was an alcoholic, he would have wanted a drink mm-hmm. or some drugs or some, some something to get him high. Right. He didn't want it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think he was just a guy who liked to drink. Right. But he was definitely um, untreated in some other ways, you mm-hmm. know. So, his erratic rages and uber criticisms and stuff like that that was what the the inability to do anything in front of them that could be approved of <laughs> right you can't be too happy mad sad glad nothing right you just got to stay low you know so mm-hmm. that's what i just learned to lie and duck and cover and mm-hmm. cheat and steal and you know that was my thing that i just learned to survive and then i became a, i i went Became an actor and a musician and Mm -hmm. anything to like look at me, motherfucker, you know what I mean? And then I get sober, I was like, Don't look at me, (laughs)
0: stop looking at me. (laughs) But you have Uh, that quality that's that mixed bag thing, kind of like what I have, which is super honest but still can be a liar even to yourself. Oh, yeah, and then get into shame spirals where you can't tell anybody, you know, like, but yet it's like, Do you listen to Mark Marin?
1: You know, I know Mark. Oh, do you? Okay. Uh, but I, 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 I ashamedly do not listen to him. Oh. Is he hilarious?
0: It's not that he's hilarious. He's I mean, I, I find insightful. You in, not even that, not, what it is about him, it's, um, I mean, you make me laugh far more than he does. Oh. You're, you're funnier. I mean, as far as like, if I was to say, just like, who's funnier to me? It's not his humor that is the thing, although he can be funny, but it's his he's super self he just reminds me of that that mixed bag thing that you he's and I he's super self deprecating super self deprecating but also has an ego mm-hmm. and also um, is very honest about um, in that AA way about when he's being when his ego's in it or this or yeah. that but also but you can hear the self deception too it's just that total yeah. mixed bag right. of honesty mixed with dishonesty <laughs> right. that, yeah, which is awesome that you and I both have and <laughs> yeah, I can hear it in him too yeah but because a lot of people think that I'm very open,
1: right? You I know don't.
0: Know
1: what I mean? Right. <laughs> people say Amy's very open. I go, Amy Vanderbeck. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not openness. You're saying that's it. <laughs> right. It's, it
0: that's, is and it isn't. It's. I got it's,
1: what she's got. It's not. It's not. Yeah. it's It looks open. To some people.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I, it's like, well, I guess what they call a dialectic. You know, it's yeah. two things going at the same time. Yeah. You know, and um, it's like the didgeridoo, two notes at the same time. <laughs> the emotional didgeridoo. Yeah. Which
1: is the world's most unattractive <laughs> instrument. You see? It's not even good there. <laughs>
0: can i let me just go back to this pink cloud thing sure because you have what a brown cloud
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah kind of a gray sooty cloud
0: how have you been able to maintain the um the al-anon and the sobriety and stuff since you didn't have the pink cloud or like you've struggled 10 out of the 12 yeah of the sober i remember
1: like when i got 10 years in AA and i went to a meeting and and at this point, I'm, I'm, like, considered kind of an old-timer, right? And right. Like, a whatever. uh And, uh-huh. and I, I get my hand in the air, and I'm like, you know, if your goal is uh, comfort, if your goal here is to avoid discomfort, forget about it. Make friends with discomfort. Because a spiritual awakening is not a comfortable exercise. It is a peeling back of layers Mm -hmm. of skin (laughs) it's not it's often quite painful
0: how often do you feel a sense of well-being
1: since al-anon okay 90 percent of the time okay so what happened with that program is i i was able to take the context of using the 12 steps as a, a launching pad in this you know, the content, bringing myself to a different level of um, a different, I would say, a different relationship with what the 12 steps offer as a design for living or a spiritual awakening, essentially. And I, I, you know, I don't have any, I'm not religious about them, or I'm not a zealot Mm -hmm. or any of that. So, and I don't like it when people are, when they're like, you know, but I have found that in that, methodology is everything you pretty much need to rip out back those layers and there's no other thing no matter what spiritual thing or and i hate the word spiritual by the way but i use it because i can't think of anything else but whatever work you're doing to awaken and as a, a person who's depressed the thing about depression that nobody wants to admit is that it reveals something of the truth. Of the nature of the universe, and th- and honestly, what it reveals is the absolute meaninglessness, the nihilistic fucking meaninglessness of life. Okay, totally, and, and that's true. Oh the my God, the problem that's with it is yeah. it can be joyful. Right. That knowledge. Yeah. But the, the the thing about depression is that what you're experiencing is real. It's not. It, yeah, it's a filter, of negativity. Uh-huh. But what you're seeing is the meaninglessness of life. It's like, and that's real. There is, we don't have to attach meaning to things, but I need to pull away layers Mm -hmm. of meaning, which is, I'm a piece of shit. That's the first one. And when I went to Al-Anon, my knee-jerk reaction to breaking up with this woman and my dad dying, my knee-jerk reaction to everything is brutal self-loathing.
0: I was going to ask you how that is because you have that and oh, I have that. It's, it's like, it's crazy. Just vi- the, the vitriol in which you look at yourself. The minute, yeah. and
1: like, a girl breaks up with me and I go, "That, oh, I hate myself." Right. You know, I can't yeah. even stay on her for. Yeah. Six seconds. Yeah. And, uh, and that is the trauma. That's the trauma, that I have to peel away layers. Mm-hmm. and I don't need to know what happened exactly. I don't need to reenact my childhood. That's not important. I need to create new neural pathways, Yeah. you know, so that my need for meaning Uh uh, goes away. And that itself is a joyous way to live. It doesn't have to be anything.
0: The need for meaning to go away. Yeah. Because that's all of what you said is something that, you know, that I've come to that's hard because... A lot of, um, well, a lot of AA literature and some met mental health literature and stuff really looks negatively on nihilism. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's and, considered and I d- Oh, red yeah, flag.
1: the 12-step people yeah. and all them. I mean, you know, I, I don't share a lot of my core philosophy, but I have places within the context of those rooms mm-hmm. where the, the group, the company I'm keeping is quite open mm-hmm. to these ideas. And, uh. But where they're not, I don't say it because I have no interest in engaging some fool in a debate. And frankly, I know a lot of people with decades of sobriety standing up at podiums, preaching angrily to their, you know, uh, choir. And, I'm, and I and I go, do I want what that motherfucker has? No, I do not. Mm-hmm. No, thank you.
0: Where are you on the anger anger meter these days? I mean, are you are you pretty calm now, or? Mm, yeah, I would say so.
1: I would say that Do it's piss a you much. Off, like little mundane yeah, things I piss mean, you off. Yeah, I
0: mean, not so. Traffic.
1: Yeah, here and there. Okay. Uh, I, I, you know, my thing is, is I'm I'll probably always going to have this. What uh, one psychiatrist called King Baby Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Please explain that. Well,
1: It's like. I am the most important infantile ego on the planet. And if I don't get my way, I pout. Okay. So I still have that going on. I uh. mean, it's it's embarrassing. Yeah. I don't do it quite as publicly as I used to. <laughs> but I went to buy a car. And uh, they just didn't do exactly what I wanted to do. And I, I stormed out of the... Dealership, mm-hmm and I—I I didn't even have a ride or anything. I had to sit on a curb. <laughs> and I thought, "Dude, dude, what are you doing? right Just get back up and go back in there like you have a solution." I mean, it was really—I thought, "Wow, I mean, I'll just go right there."
0: Well, right your buttons there. were pushed somehow, but you had to probably—it was just because
1: it... I wasn't getting my way. Oh, okay, I want everything to go my way that day.
0: Well, you know where you can get your way—it's a car dealership. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right? Yeah. That's probably the craziest place to go, but yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it was funny though. And they were, they were fine. They were very uh, polite and
0: happy. How happy are you? on? You know, I'm not so
1: focused on that. Uh Happiness is not a goal for me. Okay. Like I was right. Actually, I was writing about this. I do a lot of writing. Um, I guess you call it journaling, but it's really just essay writing and Kind of like like, the
0: Pages, kind of like Morning Pages idea.
1: And uh, I like to just get stuff out. But one of them is, like, a goal to be happy is not something I share with a lot of people. I'd like to be nothing more than I'd like to be happy. And I mean no desires, no wants, very present, just do the next indicated thing. Listen. contentment?
0: Would you call it contentment. that? Contentment. Okay, That's,
1: serenity yeah. is a better word.
0: I don't want to live with cravings, whatever right. they be. Right. Like there's certain medications I could take, you know, there's all these medications I could take for bipolar too. Some of them cause ravenous hunger. Mm. And no. and I'm like, well, I don't want to be hungry all the time. Yeah. I don't want to live with that that yeah. that desire. Yeah. To see a Domino's commercial and have to like... <laughs> y- I don't want to have to utilize techniques of self-soothing every time I see a nacho chip.
1: Right, <laughs> exactly. I'm going to run be, out for a slice every time I am feeling. It's going to be really exhausting. A feeling. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: And so I've tried to explain this to people. It's kind of like the same with alcohol. Like when I have a craving, it's like, fuck. Yeah. I don't want this because I don't want to have to like sit here and exercise all of these... Things that I've learned, you yeah. know, to, In order
1: to to deal with the yeah. Craving. I don't
0: want. I just so much want the contentment and yeah. not be fighting something all the time. Well,
1: I, you know, I don't have any. Like I was, I was with some friends last night, and we talked a lot about, you know, medications, uh-huh. antidepressant, you know, psych meds, and I I have no opinion on these things. I don't. I don't. I can't have one. I don't mm-hmm. know anything about it. I only know what is my own experience, you know what I mean? And and I you know, I have to use some small dose of antidepressant. I think I do. I are have are you been on for, one right now? Yeah, I have been for Which years. One? Um Citalopram hydrobromide. Yeah. Yeah. and also known as Selexa. Right. Yeah. And uh,
0: have you ever used Lexapro, Selexa's chiral twin? <laughs>
1: yeah. Not fun.
0: <laughs> Not fun. No. Whoa.
1: Not fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was like, what's happening to me? Oh,
0: my God. That's funny that you and I had that reaction. Yeah. That it's, it was frightful.
1: Oh, yeah. And then plus the guy, he just kept upping the dose. Okay, now you got to take 8,000 milligrams. Of, you're like, Jesus. Yeah. No, I got to do something else. Yeah. Now I, I I have to split the uh, pills like, in, in half. Now, I would like to not be on it. Sure. But there's no thing to it. I know when I try to go off it, mm-hmm. there's a thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: If I don't try to go off it, I have no thing, and well, I like no Celexa
0: thing. I is pretty invisible at a low dose. Really yeah, low dose. But, really but low like dose. you said, when you it was like, well, Butrin can be very invisible for me, but then when I go off of it, right. then there's a pattern. Yeah, I'm not on it right now, but there's, a, but drugs are, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, very you know. strange. But you've never had to take a mood stabilizer because you're not, you're more of the antidepressant
1: camp. Right, yeah. right. From that whole pursuit of serenity, mm-hmm. for example. And what that means. And I didn't know what it meant when I walked into my first Al-Anon meeting. And Al-Anon, I thought was for, you know, I have a lot of judgment about. I thought I'm going to end up with a teddy bear with a bunch of guys in a circle. You know what I mean? Some horrifying fate of wimpiness. (laughs) But it's not like that at all. Okay. I mean, some of the most interesting, strong people with a real clear head mm-hmm. I've met there m- much more so than Alcoholics Anonymous and, and I started experiencing serenity pretty quickly huh. into it but I got right into the work Right. give me the work man and what this work is is peeling away it's inventory it's writing inventory and to me that is a vital exercise in unloading because the thing about serenity or any kind of recovery, there's nothing to get. We're not mm-hmm. there to get anything. What what we have, we already have. is about getting rid of layers. It's like it's about it's a process of negation. It's not a process of going to get. I'm gonna go get happy and get things. It's inside, and I gotta remove the shit that stands between.
0: Huh? That. No, that's a that's. I like that you frame it that way yeah because I think of like I'm gonna be an audio nerd for a second okay but there's this sometimes when people take equalization mm-hmm they boost 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 certain frequencies yeah but sometimes it's about taking down certain frequencies mmm so my right. analogy would be like you're talking about canceling or, or pulling down frequencies versus amplifying others right you know right. you don't you're not amplifying happiness you're you're pulling down um, discontentment
1: yeah I'm okay. pulling away layers okay. of dissatisfaction unhappiness self-loathing self absorption self confidence self, self 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 until I get to self-acceptance right. right and I start to reveal that I don't have any sort of strong case for like you have to love yourself in order to Right. Love other people I go. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's true <laughs> I mean, I mean never have that I love myself right. I, and that's fine and that's,
0: with me. You don't want that to keep you from no. being in a relationship
1: No, because like you go
0: away forever
1: if I can sit quietly with myself within mm-hmm. with no Brutal judgments running the show. hmm I'm good, man. That's I don't need day. anything. It was right. a great day. It's blissful Compared to the rest of in my entire life, getting
0: to this. But you also do yoga too, and that's I do really helpful. Yeah. Oh, it's huge, huge. You, well, you had a long-term relationship in there with this most recent variety, but did you ever date like Tinder? I don't know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tell me about that. The
1: whole OK Cupid and all that. Yeah. I don't do the the swiping on a cell phone thing. No. No. Yes. It's. Anxiety-making oh for me, God. man. I mean, it's like she's right here next to you. Ah! I mean, I don't want. I, give me some time to prepare. You know, fuck <laughs> like, Go, go. Like you text could be in a
0: room me. and they know where you are. Yeah, could, I don't want yeah. that. No,
1: yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. I need to I ease in yeah. a little. Yeah.
0: But you're dating right now, or you have? Yeah, here and there. Right
1: now? Okay. Here and there. Okay. Not so much. Does it I mean, mess it comes with your and happiness? Goes. Oh yeah. And when it messes with my serenity, I put it down. Okay. Because I. Here's the deal. For me, at this moment, in this time of my life, I am not attached, and I can say this pretty confidently, to outcome. I really don't give a fuck what happens. Okay. And I mean that from the because bottom of my heart.
0: Because you're fine being single, you mean? Or, yeah.
1: Or whatever. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's if the worst fear is we're going to die, well, we're going to die. Yeah. And if I'm worried about maybe getting in a car accident or losing my business or something, I don't, it's like, what if that happens? So what, what's the worst case scenario? Right. You know what I mean? What is it really? Everything that happens is as it should be. That is my, that's not a belief system. That is a fact. You know, you don't have to believe that. You can disbelieve it, but it's still there. It, if it is. It is. There's no arguing that it's inarguable. So being a non-resistance to what is is the key to serenity. Now, being a non-resistance to what is, I have layers of resistance built from being a suicidal eight-year-old. Right? Mm -hmm. I've got. I had a long chunking down to do, man, with a hammer and chisel to get to. You know, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm I'm still in it, you know. Now I'm in a place where I have to go and face people that I did real harm to. Real harm. Not, isn't that funny shit? Mm-hmm. It's shameful shit. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for a guy who's, like, lived his whole life uh, in a state of shame mm-hmm. and trying to just act out to cover it, right? So now I'm, again, peeling away. Peeling away the shame layer, <laughs> you know. Like... Here's the money I owe you from 800 years ago, whatever it is, Right.
0: You know? Yeah.
1: And uh, you know.
0: all of us who own businesses or have
1: Yeah. <laughs> understand right. the
0: borrowing money shame.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Ouch. and never paying it back. I was like, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One day when I have a job I'll pay you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you hide. Yeah.
1: But you know, and and because I was a drunk and a drug addict, I did I just stole shit. Did you ever go to NA? I went a couple of times. It's Is it too it's hardcore worse. For you? Okay. It's worse than anything. I mean, it, for me, a couple of you
0: know? of those were interesting for me. But. It's just like the,
1: it. We want to. We want to be the same fucking street assholes without drugs, right? It's like really, not me. I don't want to be the same goofy bastard that was living in a pickup truck, right? Just without booze. Yeah. What's cool about that? You know what I mean? I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, oh, You're okay. you, you want to just hang out in NA meetings, acting like a tough guy? Be my guest. And good luck. <laughs>
0: it's a totally different vibe. I
1: have, I have some judgment. Can you hear? Really? Is there any other? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a great Amy Vanderbeck quote. Somebody says to you why are you so judge what, what, you, you have no right to judge you go yeah I do I'm judgmental <laughs> <laughs> how can you judge I'm judgmental <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a customer <laughs> <laughs> really. always the best customer service right? <laughs> the best just say whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, these people God it, the espresso business at intelligence is so snooty I go listen we invented <laughs> rude snooty service, man. <laughs> and espresso Vivace. Yeah,
0: I love it when I can get get it real good. But <laughs> yeah. People don't do it very good. No, you know, no, they, they're not. They
1: well, now like, that we have Yelp.
0: <clears throat> exactly, they'll
1: take you down. Yeah, it's yeah. like
0: you can't get the really good, authentic, uh, resentful service. No, no, you that, can't get it. You
1: because know. everybody's too afraid. They are too yeah, afraid. Yeah. We so didn't have Yelp when we were. They, you know, they wanted to. <laughs> There's another one. Somebody comes up to Brian Fairbrother to complain about you. <laughs> they go, "I, I want to complain about." It. They just she describes you, and Brian straight face just listens to her till she's done. Then he just goes. <laughs> Just burst out loud. He goes, "Get out of here! Get out of here!" Yeah. <laughs> this is never gonna happen, man.
0: <laughs> what did he? She want me to be fired? He's yeah. Like, oh yeah. He we're just not, burst out sweetie, loud. We're not firing. No,
1: us. no, sweetie. sweetie. Yeah, you're, you're just gonna have to drink your coffee elsewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't help you with
1: that. I can't help you with that. <laughs> it was hilarious.
0: Oh, my God. Oh uh, God those, those were, were the, the days. Those were the good complaints.
1: <laughs> yeah, those but were the good before ones. Before
0: Yelp, yeah. they had no power. Yeah,
1: they had no power. <laughs> just get your coffee somewhere else.
2: A man I know just came from Nashville, Tennessee, oh. He smiled because I did not understand. And he held out some Moonshine whiskey, oh. The best in all the land And I said no, 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 no no, I don't drink it no more I'm tired of waking up on the floor No thank you please It only makes me sneeze And then it makes it hard to find a door